Hi, everyone. This is Melissa. And Kate. And Lainey. And we are the The Louisiana Louisiana Ladies. We are so glad you are here. Check us out on Instagram at Louisiana Ladies Podcast and visit us online at laladies.info. Welcome back to another episode of Louisiana Ladies. Um, I feel like it's been a while since I've talked into this mic. We've had some, wait, yeah, the last episode you weren't here. It was me and you doing a catch-up was the last one I recorded. Right, because Kate and I did the one while you were out of town. Yeah. And then we skipped last week. Yeah. Summertime. You know, I just, I'm a host that doesn't host every podcast. But that's okay. Yeah. That's why there's three of us. This was easier whenever, uh, a little easier whenever we, I hate to say it when COVID was going on, but whenever there wasn't as much stuff. Yeah, there were no conflicts. Other obligations. Literally, my calendar was definitely more open, but it's the highlight of my day. (laughs) Oh, it's always the best part of my day. Lainey, when are we going to – so we do have a lovely guest here who um, has been working diligently (laughs) for like, I don't know, 365 days straight. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Probably not She's like, it's actually not a joke. Um, Not far off. And when do we want to make our announcement? Do we do it now? I think so. But I think we should introduce our guest first. Okay, let's see. See, Lainey keeps me on track. Good. We always do that person. My my Kelly is my Lainey. I have a Kelly. No, like, I'm like, no, Lainey's my boss. Oh, 100%. I actually, a few weeks ago, I was like, Kelly, you're in charge of pricing now. You are in charge of this, this, this. She's like, great. I'll make better decisions than you. I was like, yeah, you will. And I trust you to do that Okay. For me. Uh, first of all, that is a proud of yourself moment for being able to have Kelly do that. It has taken five years to hand that over to someone. Hey, better late than never. Yep. We're, we're there now. We're getting there. All right. Yeah. So we have Sarah Joy Hayes with Counterspace. Yeah. That is a bakery. Yep. But like... The best Not just town. a bakery. Yeah. So we are now y'all's neighbors just up the street yes, from here. And yes. with the move over to Jefferson Highway, we expanded fully into kitchenwares and entertaining goods. So we are bakery plus more. Oh, that sounds so exciting. So, is that a fun surprise for you? It is a fun surprise Just for so me. our listeners make the connection, they made the fabulous birthday cake we had at our podcast party last year. That's right. And I had been to your other location, but whenever I picked up the cake was the first time I went to the Jefferson location. And I walked in and wanted everything in sight. It smells like Does this, heaven. Yeah, I was about to say. I would Butter and sugar is like yeah. a match made in heaven in terms of smell. And if you catch us in the middle of rolling cinnamon rolls, oh, that, that sounds – Cinnamon rolls are still the only smell that really like get me. Everything okay. else I'm nose blind to. Okay. Yeah. But cinnamon rolls, like, well, more of that. Speaking of a birthday cake – Segway. <laughs> yeah, you, you would have thought I was strategic about this, right? Um, we have an announcement. So we're having our third birth, our third birthday bash. Third, what? <laughs> Why it's is our, this so it's, it's our second event. Second but event. But it's our third but birthday. So it'll be three years of Louisiana Ladies. Three years. Congratulations. Which is crazy. Yeah, I feel like we just started this yesterday. This was our We've come a long project. Way. Started in 2020. I had just started working here. Melissa basically said, figure it out. And Great. now we're here, over a hundred episodes later. 
I feel like this is probably more long lasting than most people that took up bread making during COVID. So hey, congratulations. Hey, hey. I, okay. I started after COVID, but I was going to say, I still make my sourdough every weekend. Good job. I just want to say that I am proud of us because I think a lot of people start a pod. So the starting of a podcast is not the hardest part. It's the keeping it up. The, the keeping up of the podcast. Yep. And so we have probably had in that time period, 75 guests, I That's would say. amazing. Yes, I went, so since we have now announced that the birthday party is happening, I sent out the invitation to all of our past guests last week. That was a big email list. Like, it's a big email it list. Congratulations. A lot of people. Yeah. So our party is going to be at one of our favorite places in Baton Rouge, Mestizos. Oh, we love Mestizos. Love Jim. Jim. This is my heart. He is. I can't tell you how many events I've been there in the past few months. And every time I get the invite, I'm like, yes, I, I want to go there. You kind of feel like, I feel like Jim makes you feel like you're the only person in the room and just very special. I don't know how to Jim put it. Jim is like my Baton Rouge dad. I mean, I worked there in college. And I still and Jim, feel like I act like I work there because I'm friends with a lot of the employees. Oh, yeah. And yeah, but Jim also loves Lainey. So when I ran into Jim last year, and it was after he had um, committed to sponsoring last year, we did not have it at Mestizo's last year. And he said, you know, anything that Lainey's passionate about, I'm passionate about. Gosh, and I, I was love like, that. oh, my God, I think I, I might cry. He's so sweet. So yeah. sweet. And just so generous the way he opens his space up to yeah. so many different things. Absolutely. And it, you never know what it's going to be. You yeah. Know? And I love that. I love the surprise of going in for dinner and looking to the left and seeing what's happening. Yeah, yeah. I know. So uh, it'll, it will be in their event space by the bar and probably trickle over into the bar area. We did have about 100 people at the party last year. So um, past guests. So just some logistics. It'll be from 4.30 to 7. Mm-hmm. And Although I don't know if that's going to be a hard stop because I recall last year staying at BRQ. We were th- I was there um, till like 8.30. Far after yeah. what was the designated end time. Well, keep in mind. So <laughs> it is a... A birthday party where people are coming to see the Louisiana ladies and obviously see each other. And like, yeah. that's my jam. We all know I like to be center of attention. I was like, <laughs> love a social moment. <laughs> the, whole, the whole day, though. Do you go with Sarah Joy or Sarah? You know, it depends, honestly, on if you met me before college or after college. Oh, okay. So it's not funny. I, well, BC, I'm Missy or Melissa. BC is Sarah. Okay. Because I went to a small high school. Okay. And they didn't need differentiation. Then Sarah Joy came about because when, speaking of all the sorority talk we've just had, there were, I think, seven Sarahs in my pledge class. And so we all real quick had to come up with like, what are you going by? Yeah, gotcha. And Sarah Joy was just the easiest thing. And so Sarah Joy, SJ, I answered almost anything. But it's funny because you can see the audacity on people's faces if they hear someone call me Sarah. Like, oh, they've just known me a long time. It's okay. And then they're so, – okay, so this is what I get. So I'm going to flip it back on me really quick because this – because I understand this, right? Yeah. So mine wasn't before college or after college. Mine was before work or mm-hmm. before my – I don't know how to put that. It's not It's not as snazzy like as BC. a career. Before career. BC. BC. Before career. We did it. Okay. Before career and after career. So before career, Missy. Okay. Everyone, I went by Missy. That's how I introduced myself. Everyone – on this earth knew me as Missy, okay, or in Baton Rouge. And uh, I, I just, when I started at St. Joseph's Academy, they gave me a name tag and it said Melissa. And I didn't feel like telling everybody that my name, like that I go by is Missy. So I was like, we're just going to go by Melissa. Yeah, it's just a lot easier. Are you familiar with the Enneagram? Uh, uh, yeah. We talk about it okay. a lot sorry, on this podcast. Sorry. Are you a nine? I'm an eight. You're an eight? I'm so- an eight. 
I'm an eight. I was just wondering because the Melissa name tag thing, that's a nine move. Oh. Right? To not want to correct. Maybe just you're a peacemaker. wing. Are you a oh, wing? Can nine? I be honest with you? Yeah. I, if I would have taken the Enneagram when I was 24, I was no way I was an eight. But but that's the thing about the Enneagram. You were an eight, whether or not you were identifying as your true self. That's See, true. I thought that's that the Enneagram was more like you could change. It was oh, like what you no. identify. No, what no, you no, identify no. yourself as. So we're going to talk about okay. cakes in a second. No, wait, I love the Enneagram. so much yeah, No, the, I'm, I'm like. Missy. I, I, yes. Okay. So, the, <laughs> so wait, this is. And so when you said that, when people say. Yeah, lady, what? I just wanted to say I'm glad we addressed the name because I obviously don't know you like as a friend, but I have followed all your stuff for Are a long time. Are you glad I just straight up asked her which one And you like in my head, I'm like, oh, that's Sarah Joy. But then like, also, I've never talked to you or asked you that question before, and I just knew that from your Instagram. But I also have a tendency to nickname people that are not supposed to be ni- like oh, I, like anybody that tells me their name is Matthew, I automatically call them Matt. I wish I could tell you the nicknames that we have for different customers at the bakery. Oh, and are they I like, can't. Some of them bad. It's not even that they're bad. Oh, it's just it's they're like name. it's not their name. Yeah, and you have to be careful not to accidentally call them that. Yeah, and I'm not going to say it on this podcast. Uh, edit or not right yeah. um but it was <laughs> it's funny because just either their order or like a strange thing they asked for once or whatever the case may be so i get that yeah. everybody you have to kind of assign people yeah what you're gonna remember them as you do yeah, so but it. now that some people that have known me for years as melissa and never really realized i went by missy it's like when they find out that my husband calls me missy or it's like an alter ego oh they're like can I call you Missy? And so then I will say this every once in a while, people call me Missy that like just met me. You have not earned that. I also agree with but that. But also you went by Missy when you also had your maiden name. And so you go by Melissa now that you're married. Like those timelines kind of add up. I have a million names. And so I feel like we've said this before, but like Missy Major, Missy Major. sounds like a different oh. person it does. than Melissa Torito. Like you Missy would not Major know. is a Disney Channel character. That's Cadet Kelly's like older sister. One hundred percent, it is. Except I don't think Missy Major was really like a Disney character. <laughs> Tell us more. This is about you today, Missy. <laughs> no, it's not. It's actually. <laughs> God, I'm just saying it happened. Like I actually texted somebody the other day, and he was like, "Thank you, Missy," and I'm like, "You don't earn that." Whoa, the audacity! <laughs> like it's Melissa. No, I'm just kidding. I normally don't care, but it is funny when people find out, and then I mean, like Kate calls me Missy T. Mm-hmm. Um, people still call me by my maiden name as Major or Mage. I mean, yeah. I literally have a thousand names. Oh, girl, yeah, I've got all the nicknames. It's okay. I feel like it's a it's endearment. It is, you know. It it brings it's a closeness, right? Yeah. When you feel like you have a name for somebody that is yours to call them, I just feel close. Like I feel close to you, and I've just met you. Well, we've already oh. talked about Enneagram <laughs> nicknames, so many sorority, connections, like so many connections. <laughs> what else okay. is there? So let's talk about Counterspace. Oh, and a bakery that I own. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I don't know. I don't know a lot of the history of Counter Space. Oh, the history. Okay. Do we want to? I mean, it, it's your podcast, Sarah. I mean, here's the deal. I can give, I'll give like a two to five minute version, and then that will probably elicit questions because it usually does. Okay, let's go. Very short version of the story. When I was still living in Washington, D.C., I lived in D.C. for six years, continued to work in D.C., an additional four commuting back and forth. When I was in D.C., I had my son. When you are pregnant, you have all the sorts of time, right? And then you have a baby and then you have no time. Mm-hmm. But what time you do have is when they go to bed at 7 p.m. And you can't just like leave the house and go do whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'd always enjoyed baking. I worked part-time at a kitchen shop in D.C. It's like a boutique William Sonoma. It's called mm. Hill's Kitchen. It's 
so precious and dear. And Leah, to this day, is still a wonderful mentor of mine, the owner. Um, but I started baking. And I had the amount of counter space that you can fit, like, a microwave on because mm. I lived in D.C. Mm-hmm. So fast forward, baked for all my neighbors who would come over so I could take a shower or run an errand or whatever to help me with Henry. Moved back here. Um, really, really, really actually wanted to start doing in-home cooking classes. That was actually the thing I wanted to do. Still at this job in like DC. In-home, like cooking or baking? Cooking. So you like to cook too? I do. I'm that, I'm that one person that's like both sides do of both. the brain. Okay. Okay. I know. Yeah. Um, so I started I doing do these either, like in-home cooking slash entertaining classes. Like with the goal being, I want people to realize that their home can be a source of entertainment and not just going out to happy hour, just going out to dinner. Like equipping people to like make a good cocktail at home, make really good coffee at home. Are you home. still doing this? I, I wish I was, oh, but it, alas. I need that. And so Go I ahead. sat down one day with Madeline Ellis, um, and who owns Mimosa and Crafted. And I was like, how do I make this a thing? So I'd done like four or five of these classes. And she was like, oh, well, we're starting this thing called the, the Mid-City Makers Market. And we're going to do one. You should sell your stuff there, like your cookies and stuff that people love. And that way they'll know about what you make. And then they'll want to learn things from you. Well, famous last words, right? People want the cookie. They could care less yeah, about they don't me teaching bake it. you how to do <laughs> yeah. anything. They're like, I will pay you for this They're like, product. I want the cookie. And so I was still commuting back and forth to D.C., uh, working with the trade association there, um, doing the Mid-City make- Makers Markets as they came up. So I was actually one of the first vendors Ever at the Mid City Makers wait, wait, Market. Wait, wait, I'm sorry, I have to interrupt you. You just said you were commuting back and forth to DC. Correct. Like from Baton Rouge? Yes. That t- okay, because like when I first mentioned commuting, I meant I thought you were like, like living on the train. suburbs of DC. <laughs> no, like I flew from New Orleans to DC at least once a month for a week at a time. Okay. For four more years after moving back here. Oh, my God. I do that flight wow. three times a year for work. I, uh, no, on once a month. That's a lot. Yeah, I traveled to back and other places, too. So I worked for a trade association that was in the data space, like, as it pertains to the federal government and transitioning the federal government from document-based reporting to database reporting. Interesting. Which is very different with than baking. baking. Okay. All right. <laughs> See, I told you, I can tell a two to five minute version, but there's always questions yeah, well, because yeah. there's like... Well, See, I was a math teacher, but now I'm a CPA. You yeah. Know, there's a little, there's a little overlap. progression. Which yeah. I have a very brief interjection. So when I was a freshman in college, for the listeners that don't know, I worked for Madeline Ellis, owner of Mimosa, by... Um, I babysat for her, but I also helped her out in the shop, stuff like that. And so I helped set up some of the initial makers markets. And that's how I knew I had met you at some point along, yeah. along this path. So it all is checking out. A million years ago. And then um, – I just don't feel like – I mean, you look like you're like 23. I turned 40. No, you in July. did not. I did. I'm 40 years old. Okay. It's true. I'm just saying you look young. Do you Thank get you. that from Thank people? You. I do. And I don't know why I look young because I do not wear enough sunscreen. I wear a lot of sunscreen, but not enough for my complexion. And I do not um, – I don't take care of myself very well at all. It's because you're working a gajillion I, hours yeah. a day. Okay. We'll get there. All right. So you were commuting. Sorry, commuting just, back and forth. I, I literally thought maybe not 22, but like definitely – Thank you. I thought you were like 30. 
I need like, you to rub some of those jeans on me. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I'm like, I just turned 25. I feel like I'm going downhill. I mean, the amount I of mean, needles. I mean, if like you it- looked at my back in an MRI, you would definitely know I was at least 40. I've had so many back problems. Oh. If that makes you feel any better. Like, kind of. For what, I'm just for saying, I feel like people look at me and now they call me ma'am. And I'm like, oh, I, I, got- I, get, I get Botox, people. Come on. <laughs> Respect the injections. Um <laughs> So, yeah, continued that commute back and forth, still trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I always joked that my byline on a blog that I had a million years ago was um, future uh, target collaborator because that was the thing, right? All these bloggers and food people were getting these collaborations with Target for holidays or whatever. So that was always the joke. Like, what am I going to do to get my target collaboration? Mm. Um, So fast forward, still working in D.C. and, in fact, uh, taking on the executive director role at the organization I was working with and was presented with the opportunity to open the stall in White Star Market. And the startup cost for a bakery is like a bajillion dollars, right? I mean, the equipment alone, yeah, forty dollars to $50,000 wow. rent, um, licensures, like just all the stuff. Well, there was already a kitchen in White Star. There was already a stall. I was actually replacing somebody who had already left White Star. They okay. were only there for a couple weeks. Right. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I literally had to give them a deposit, bring my own iPad for their square system, and be ready to bake. Mm. When else on earth do you have the opportunity to start a food concept for like $2,000. Yeah. And I Dang, think that incredible. was probably some of the premise of White Star and why they did that, even it though it was, did not work out in the long run. There are a lot of things that I would say about that experience that I'm going to hold closer to my chest at this point. Um, but I am eternally grateful that that was my stepping stone. Yeah. It helped us to prove concept very quickly it showed us that and it kind of showed me there's not really a ton of bakeries in Baton Rouge there's cupcake places or there's like ambrosia which is like long-standing tradition mm-hmm. but there's not just like go in get a cookie order a cake nothing with fondant nothing crazy not a cakery like I just want like maybe a brownie yeah, how about some fresh bread? That sounds good. Mm-hmm. Fresh bread. I don't know. Cinnamon rolls. I'm like, my cinnamon stomach is really like, yeah. like um, growling now. So we proved concept, very quickly realized White Star sharing a kitchen was not conducive to our business model. Oh, okay. So you had to share the kitchen. Yeah. And so like if, say, that was one like vendor behind. was roasting a, a head of garlic singular, I couldn't really be baking cookies in the oven while garlic was okay, roasting. Okay. So I okay. did not put two and two together there. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, I was so, thinking about your space that you had. Yeah, so there was a kitchen yep. that we all shared. Okay. So, Duh. I mean, I'm, I don't know why I never no, thought about that. Like, y'all had to cook something either. somewhere. Yeah. I thought y'all had, like, individual. Or it was, like, magic. <laughs> it was magic. Let's not spoil anything. Okay. Let's let's keep the Disney magic alive here. Yeah, at Missy, the major, Missy Major showing up. Right. <laughs> so we, we <laughs> our Disney character, we um, realized, so I opened that in June of 2018. On my son's fourth birthday, which in hindsight was like fun at the moment, but now creates a logistical nightmare because it's also always Father's Day weekend. So my son celebrated his ninth birthday two months late and it's fine. It's It's fine. It's the the celebration that counts. We did it. So opened up in White Star and by October realized we need more we need our own space to bake so open uh started signed a lease on a property the perkins and acadian property Mm -hmm. where we're at forever um behind uncle earl's and that spot was like again 
It was what we needed when we needed it. But And we hadn't even physically like outgrown the space so much as we had outgrown what that space was for. And I got approached about uh, Coterie Exchange and just come, just come look. Oh, casual, just come look. And December 2021, I signed the lease to go into Coterie Exchange. Fast forward, you know, we do the build out, had a horrible permitting process, took years off of my life. Honestly, surprised I don't look older than I do Mm -hmm. because of that two month period of just trying to get open. Opened up June 1st a little over a year ago, which is wild. And that was when we expanded into kitchenwares and kind of gourmet food items, lunches, all those things. And promptly after opening that shop, the goal was to keep the other shop on Perkins open and that be production kitchen, right? AC went out July 5th. And uh, the landlord. I part on in one Perkins, the mm-hmm, shop in Perkins. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait, what, what, what do you mean by production? So just that's where all the baking happens. Gotcha, okay. All the cooking. I have to have it spelled out for me. Remember? No, you're I mean, good. I, you're and good. then you were going to use the new location as just like, like a storefront. Retail. Correct. Yeah, okay. Storefront for the baked goods, but everything gets baked and then transferred. That's how a lot of bigger bakeries, say in like New York City or Chicago do it. They have like a production kitchen and then they deliver oh, to each of their spots. Disney World. I mean like this It is, is what they do at Disney World. This is how you – I don't know anything about like, this. Like there was I'm a thinking. bakery that would like ship the Pop-Tarts to us that we would then sell. <gasps> you worked at Disney? Okay. She's that's, actually a Disney character. I'm not. That's another <laughs> moment for another another podcast. My five minute story has turned into 12 minutes. Okay. <laughs> Wrapping up, we're almost there. So we open up. AC goes out at the original spot. And we had not outfitted the new place with a kitchen because we thought, oh, we can wait, save up money, and then purchase all this new equipment. And then had a mad scramble because the landlord would not fix the air conditioner. And um, yeah, don't for the audio. So we are scrambling. Scrambling. That week. Scrambling. And had a wedding cake due. And like you can't decorate a wedding cake in an 85 degree no. bakery. Um, so we up and that week was able to secure a line of credit with Citizens Bank. Sweet Citizens Bank who we love. Shout They're out to Citizens. So kind. Um, I found someone to take over the lease that was willing to replace the air conditioner because the landlord wouldn't touch the air conditioner. Okay. Sold all my equipment because the old location was a gas space and the new space was electric. So I couldn't even bring the equipment I already owned over. Wow. I had to sell it and buy new equipment. Bought the oven that Dakotis had. Like, the one. Okay. Um, And closed down for two weeks. Moved everything over. Cleaned out the old space. Reconfigured everything about how we thought the new space was going to look. And... uh. Hindsight, like silver linings abounded. I would not want to relive June and July of 20, what was that, 2022 ever. I wouldn't even put that on my worst enemy, but we're here now. And honestly, we're like kind of thriving. I was going to say, you've got to be thriving. Yeah, I'm just still really tired. Like I haven't like caught up yet, but like. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, haven't, so, yeah, okay. So my kind yeah. of quasi joke about working 365 days straight yeah. actually isn't a joke. I took. Actually, I went on a cruise with one of my girlfriends and I was gone for five days and it was the best, worst thing I've ever done. Because when you're on a cruise, you can't even just like hop in the car 
and come back if there's an emergency. Correct. So it's like. It's a great automatic boundary barrier. Hope, hope we're okay because I'm in the middle of the ocean right, right. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can't jump off this boat and try I to swim that. back. Albeit, I picked a weekend that was like in theory potentially a very slow weekend. And in fact, it was and it was fine. But. Well, I'm there. I mean, you I'm own tethered. this company. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you've figured out yeah. without me having to tell you, yeah. there is no good time to oh, take a vacation. No. Mm-mm, mm-mm. People ask me like, they're like, your deadline's over. I'm like, no, every day is a deadline yeah, for me. Yeah, there's a new one. Well, and that's something I learned in my previous career, right? Is that, and this was probably one of the hardest things to try to manage up, you know, we're managing up. Um Trying to explain to my boss that if there's if everything's on fire, then nothing's on fire. Right. And like have to you have to prioritize because every day will be miserable and hectic. Absolutely. Unless you know how to understand what is worth your time and effort and what isn't. And that's where my Kelly comes in, my manager, who like shakes me. She's like, This isn't worth your time. Or this isn't worth your effort. Or you've got to teach everyone else how to do this. It can't just be on you. Delegating. Yeah. Woohoo. <laughs> I'm really good at that sometimes. I'm sometimes I'm I will say if there's anything that I can do, it's delegate. Yeah. And I mean, it's I'm a, like, why do I need to do this? But Somebody Enneagram else 8s this. are good at delegating. Yes, we are. Um, because they're good at seeing what is in people, right? And seeing potential in people and seeing uh, character quickly. So, you know, very quickly who and what you can trust with things. Ooh, I like that point. Because that we always say Melissa's really good like at interviews and stuff. She knows who's <laughs> going to be good. Oh, Sometimes. No, you do. You do. Yeah, but even if you think that you didn't, you did, you just didn't say it out loud. Probably you so. Have, like you have a gut feeling. I do have a gut. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way in interviews. I mean, truthfully, our – director in our department that we just promoted i wasn't going to hire him at first because he was so quiet and i've told this story to him he knows this so casey <laughs> is listening and he's Casey's gonna roll his eyes listener. and he has been a past louisiana lady guest but i literally wasn't gonna hire him i was like because at this point i didn't know what to do with quiet sarah joy i was like I, what do you do with quiet i don't know i'm learned i've learned we don't need a bunch of loud mouths okay like me and then i woke up the next day and my gut was like hmm I don't know what it was about him. I'm going to hire him. Yeah. Brought him back in, offered him the job. Yeah. And then I told him that story like two years later and he was like, uh, thanks. <laughs> and I was like, okay, but it ended well. Okay. Positive. It, it ended, ended with a green check mark. So let me ask you this. So you guys, you know, obviously bake a lot of items. For you personally, is there something that you really enjoy doing? I would make biscuits every day, all day. Make biscuits. That sounds awesome. I just, okay, I do love making – I make biscuits out of I don't my sourdough make biscuits. discard. Look at and like, you. Okay, I feel like I have my ish together. Like on a Saturday morning when I do that, I'm like, look at me. Yeah, no. I, like, that. And that's what the funny thing is, is biscuits are one of the few things that we don't ever really have on the counter. But it'll be like Saturday morning. I'll have gone in early and I'll be hungry. I'm like, oh, I'm hungry. Uh, I'm just going to make some biscuits real quick. And ca- everyone on staff – is still like whenever I say I'm going to do that real quick, like okay, sure, and then all of a sudden biscuits are out of the oven. They're like, "Oh, you really just did when that? Did, how did that happen so no, fast?" That would I'm not even on your staff, and I'm thinking that already because that sounds like I'd need you know like all day to do that. Well, and it's they're actually really quick, and I one of the things that I'm dabbling in and hoping to do long term is create video content of recipes like start to finish Mm. and the one video that i have actually produced is biscuit or biscuit making class online and it's 23 and a half minutes long and legitimately from start to finish if you have all your ingredients together your biscuits will go in the oven by the end of the, the video 
That's incredible. That is pretty. Okay. That gives me a little bit of hope. So, like, I don't like to cook or bake. Oh. I feel I love- like you say this and then you tell me things that you cook and I'm like, wow, that Let me back up nice. the trolley. Let me back up the trolley on that because that's not necessarily an accurate statement. I like to cook and bake on the weekends okay. when I have Like time. on your terms. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. On my terms. Like I don't want to go home tonight and whip up dinner. Like that's a chore to you. Yeah. And that's why I love biscuits. It is one bowl. You need a knife and that's basically the only piece of equipment you really need. Do you have to cut in the butter? I don't cut it in. I use my hands. Oh, that still sounds hard. Okay. It's not that hard. It's easier to use your hands. It is. It's a lot easier. In fact, so. My I'm, mom and I cut in the butter for the sweet potato casserole. I mean, that thing hurts. <laughs> right. That's why I do it with my hands because that hurts more. Oh. Like, mom, that we might be doing a, something new for sweet potato casserole time. Yeah. Thanksgiving. Hands. Okay. Um, hands all the way. Okay. But yeah, so the I'm leaving Wednesday uh, to go to Fargo, North Dakota for an adult summer camp. And at camp, I actually teach biscuit making. And and it's fun. It's like kind of kitschy. And so the name of the class is Make Flaky Biscuits, Not Flaky Friends. Uh-huh. And I'm proud to say that I have full enrollment in my Make Flaky Biscuits class. Well, because like who doesn't like a biscuit? Yeah, but I'm up against some tough competition. You can learn how to like – there's a pickling class this summer, Mm-mm. street art, mm. um, uh, spoon whittling. Nope, none of I those. Wine, okay, wine I tasting. Oh, oh. <laughs> my, that was. I was going to say over spoon whittling. I would definitely make a biscuit. There's all kinds of fun things that you can learn how to do at Unglued Summer Camp. But I teach two of the four sessions, and the other one I'm teaching is um, big hearts, small pies, hand pies for everyone. Aww. Cute. Okay, I just love the sound of an adult summer it's camp. It's the best. Yeah, is it Wednesday like through so Sunday? Fun. No, it's not even that long. It is literally – okay, so funny story. I found out about it from Instagram, as all good things uh, are found. Course. Yes. Um, and I found out about it because Molly Yeh, who is a food blogger I follow forever, she's now like super famous Food Network star Molly Yeh, but um, she was the camp cook. So she was talking about it, and I thought, oh, well, if Molly Yeh does this, then it must be like a well-known thing. Well, it turns out I was – the first year I went, I was the only one that flew in. Everyone was from like Fargo or Minneapolis or mm-hmm. like South Dakota somewhere. And I was the only one who like didn't go with a buddy. I just like flew up to go. I am so impressed that I you did that. I love that. And you probably didn't even think twice of it. I, not at all. You're like, I want to go. And, and so, go. so it's for lo- it's largely for local or locals intended, right? But anyway, you can go. And it, you check in on a Friday night and you leave on a Sunday afternoon and it's the best 48 hours of your life. There's a camp dance. There's a color battle. There's, oh, there's an opening ceremonies. There is, on Sunday, they have closing ceremonies. And they have little buckets of crafts everywhere. And it's called Shit You Can Do Anytime. And you can just, like, craft something. So this is, like, people of all ages. 21 plus. It's actually sponsored by a local brewery. And so there is a bar every night until 11 p.m., at which point insurance does not allow them to serve any more alcohol. Oh, okay. But it's, like – That's the difference between that location and being here. Yeah. If we had an adult summer camp. Well, okay. Truthfully, liability insurance, we would be stopping to serve the alcohol at 11 p.m. Oh, is that really why? Yeah, it's liability insurance thing. And the the camp is on water because people get drunk and do stupid things. 
Yeah, I feel like they can water. also get drunk and do stupid things before 11. They can, but after 11, when it's dark and you're on the water, gotcha. it's worse. Yeah. Gotcha. So is that a YMCA camp? I, mean, I get that. I'm kind of picking. But, yeah. you know, I mean, I feel like people can be drunk oh, no. here at LSU See, at 11 a.m. But also, yeah. LSU is a very different people. This is true. <laughs> I know. It's a, Than the mid-Besterners. so sounds like something I would do because oh, I, I don't want to sound like my childhood was deprived, but I did. I never got to go to summer camp. Julie. Oh, Yeah, my mom, my mom listens. I'm calling you out, Julie. I never went to summer camp camp and like i i'm kind of like you it sounds i i don't mind doing things by myself like i would so go and do something like that it was it's the best and i've made really good friends with the people who run it in fact so they're the concept for summer camp for them started with their their it's called unglued is the name of the summer camp well like 10 12 years ago in fargo north dakota they were like, we have to do something fun in the middle of winter to get people out of their homes. So kind of like we have to do fun things in the summertime to like get people out of their homes. Except for here, it's getting people out to a pool or body of water with yes. these cold beverages. Well, in Fargo, in the wintertime, it's like get people just out of their houses to indoors another location where they can be warm still. So the mm. opposite, basically, of okay. what we have. Um, and so they did this craft fest at a local brewery. Well, the craft fest was like a hit and it was kind of like Mid City Makers Market ish. Nice. Well, a few years in, they opened up a shop called Unglued. Um, so it's all, that's the brand. Um, and it's basically a consignment store for local makers. So it's like if the Mid City Makers Market was a store. And so Ashley and Justin Morgan run the shop. It's amazing. I order stuff from them all the time. During Christmas time, they do Instagram lives where they do. It's called Crafts Cocktails. Wait, Crafts Cocktails and a Carol. And there's a theme every time. I love the theme. And it's just. You love alliteration. I love alliteration and I love a theme. Um, But they're just great people. And Ashley's one of those folks who I can text and be like, why is running a business hard? Why am I creative? Why am I not just like doing something that makes sense? Why am I doing that? Because she left a career of nursing to do this like wild, crazy thing. Isn't it funny that like every business owner has probably the exact same thoughts, even though we do different things? Mm-hmm. 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 Why is running a business hard? Uh, there are a lot of reasons. I'm going to start personally today, which I'm sure you can appreciate with uh, payroll tax. Yeah. That is why it's hard for me. Payroll tax is why it's hard. Um, also, people who have unrealistic expectations, which Agreed. I'm sure is that goes across all sectors. Um, running a business is hard because the uh, one day that you're out of something that somebody shows up for, they're going to call you before every time they come to the shop to make sure you have that thing. And it's like, you came one day when we were sold out of one thing. Like we, we always have our cookie. Like it's well, going to so be you're okay. always going to have those people, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I will say though, um, I think that another thing why running a business is hard is, and this is, this is a difficult thing to quantify, but it is the – there's probably some days that you feel like you are wearing the entire world on your shoulders. Yes. And so I can tell you that it's not always at the forefront of my mind, but like people's livelihoods, like our employees, are somewhat my responsibility. Yeah. That's so scary. Like <laughs> like the scariest no, thing. No, like I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> All right, how do you feel about that right now? She says that all the time, and it's not true. I mean, I can figure it out, but I'm just saying that, like, when you think about it, okay, so, again, 
and this is this is basic economics, okay? You will follow this, trust me. This is not some fancy CPA stuff, but like employees that you want to keep and retain, you will have to pay them more. In order to pay them more, you will either have to increase your crisis, prices or grow your revenue. Let's not inclu- increase our crisis. Don't increase the crisis. <laughs> uh, and grow your revenue, okay? And then there's only so many people who have the skill set to be able to grow revenue. It's just the reality. So there you go, Sarah Joy. Validated. I was, I was. So she is like Miss Imposter Syndrome. And like oh, she. God. Same. Same. She can we should be do friends. it. I mean, we're like, this. I'm older than you, but we're close. By two years. <laughs> <laughs> but you're also an Enneagram 8. I feel like Enneagram 8 stick together more we, so than any other Enneagram well, type. Well, we do because we have the strongest freaking personality. I, I have an. And, and not a lot of people want to hang out with Enneagram I have eights. an Instagram 8 face, Instagram group called eights are great and we oh. send each other enneagram memes oh wait can i join that i'll have to ask oh okay oh it's exclusive oh, well okay. i didn't start it so See, i can't look, i understand i'm that. on yeah. the opposite end of the spectrum from you guys but like i think we stick together to i'm a two. Oh, we stick together because we don't want to disappoint anybody wait, i don't understand what imposter syndrome means like, somebody else told me like that. you're self-doubting like but i also know you and you're not really you just say that no, there are days that I don't know how I made it through the day. I'm well, <laughs> I said my big thing is, is am I the only one that feels like they're floundering right now? Because I'm floundering and everyone else looks like they have their ish together. Or is everyone floundering pretending they have their Everyone's ish together? Pretending. It's pretending. Everyone's so this pretending. is why, actually, I was talking to some, okay, God, Lee, we're, I, I, I'm sorry, we're not talking just about baking, but there's, that is okay. So this is so life giving right now. Other Keep things. it up. So no. I was talking to somebody last week, and he was like, "I really want to start a group, and, and some, one of these might already exist, but you know, there's like Vistage groups, and there's all these things that are kind of formal, but a group for small business owners." And any, so it's not just like female, it's like any small business owner where we can like sit down and hash out the problems that we're going through. Because I will tell you this. If you and I sat down, okay, and we talked about our challenges, you're running a bakery and I am running a third-party administration practice for 401k plans, but I can guarantee you that we would have a lot of similarities. Oh, yeah. Our pain points are definitely going to be the same. I think the difference is, and as a fellow Enneagram 8, you'll understand, um, we don't... We need, I need to become licensed to be an Enneagram There's a level of vulnerability when it comes to owning a business that you don't want to give up. Yeah. And both for real good reasons, right? You don't want your numbers all over the internet for people to see. You don't want to expose like why you choose to hire who or how you go about the hire. You know, like there's all these things, right? But at what point can you say the things you're challenged with that don't open up those cans? Oh, I get it. And that's, that's a, that's a hard line for me. Right. And, And I say hard line is in like not, hard line of the sand but that's a hard one for me to tow in terms of how much i'm willing to say and i feel like i mean you follow me on instagram you know mm-hmm. i'm pretty vulnerable on instagram in terms of like business is hard today this is rough yeah but you don't want i give like you i think i don't want to put my business at risk right? right so i think it would have to be and like i'm totally making this like this is my idea this is not my idea you have such great ideas and there's, i do have a tendency to take, missy I do, I do have a tendency to take credit <laughs> for things that i definitely didn't do um but no there's um like lee moss has a group already and mm-hmm. that's for specific for i think it's for women but she actually so this is this was definitely her idea but they only have one person per industry right and so that's, like if they have a cpa i can't join like that's, and I, that's her model and that's her yeah. model and i appreciate i and can appreciate I, that. Honestly, 
honestly, I kind of respect and appreciate that too, yeah. especially like I'm sitting here with different things coming up in terms of like competition, whether it's actual competitors or people that can be perceived or competitors or people that I think are competitors that aren't really my competitors. Like, I don't really want to talk numbers with other people in my industry. Now, I think that there's maybe a room where you say, hey, let's get a group of people who are willing to talk about numbers together. And then there's a a different group for people wanting to talk about challenges of their industry. Yeah, that's true too. And I think that that is because I think for me, that's kind of the, how you flip that coin, right? Is have the people that you're able to talk about general struggles with from your industry and then maybe a more specific group where you don't have necessarily folks from your industry because you don't want to give away how you keep your margins, right? Or whatever. But to me, the margin yeah. talk and the financial talk should be with the CPA. Oh, good job. And what's the name of your firm? <laughs> so if you don't feel like you're a CPA, you can do that. If you haven't listened to the ad that rolls before our episode. No, no, I'm just like, because really, and maybe I, maybe I, t- I probably take that for granted a little yeah. bit just because I'm a numbers type person. Yeah. But like market, like, I, I mean, I'll come up with ideas so many times and I'm like, lady, we're going to do this. And I'm like, I don't know how. How do we make it work? I don't know. And then I, and so then I also, and I don't know if the, you told me this is an Enneagram 8 characteristic. I'm ready. Oh, Lord. I, when I come up with an idea, I want it to be implemented right away and I oh, want to see results yesterday. Right away. Like, and, and I it want, better succeed. I want the Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. Oh, so we just launched a new thing at the bakery. Um, we're calling it the roulette. Okay. It is our chocolate chip cookie baked in pie crust. So, like, galettes, but cookie. And when I tell you, I searched the internet as deep as I could search and it doesn't exist. It's like when the cronut happened or the cruffin happened. Mm. Like, so this is like this is a thing, and we and I did it playing around because we were making savory glutts for lunch, um, and I was like throwing stuff in the dough, and I didn't even tell my manager Kelly that I'd done this. And I just waited for it to come out the oven. I was like, "You want to know what I did?" And she was like, "What did you do?" And I said, "I put our cookie dough in the flaky pastry," and she was like, "You cannot post that to the internet right now because somebody will steal it. We're gonna launch this. You got to figure it out, and we're gonna do it the right way." And I was like, that's smart, but it's not fun. Right, no. You're like, but I want to share this it's right Kelly, now. Is Kelly, like, the fun police? <laughs> she She's not. She is not at all. I'm I actually on you, love Kelly. Kelly. I'm picking on you, Kelly. Kelly. No, she's the rational one. Oh, she's so rational. And she looks me in the face and she asks me what I think we should. Another perfect example. This is why we all need a Kelly. I was, um, I left town again for something. I was only gone for a couple days. Oh, family vacation. Four days. Um, and it was the week of the Barbie movie coming out and we were going to do a Barbie box. So mm-hmm. like things that were snacky and fun and pink that you could like not bring to the movie theater with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that she wanted to make were pink marshmallows. So she made some pink marshmallows thinking those would be like fun little snacks. She's like, how much would you charge for these? I was like, why don't you tell me how much you would charge for it? She's like, I would charge $6 for a pack of four. I was like, I was going to say two fifty. She was like, I'm in charge now. Yes. Oh, and I was like, yeah, she because she made them, and I don't factor in my time. Oh, okay. I was going to tell you two dollars and fifty cents for a pack of four. Yeah, that's what you're going to charge. Yeah, I yeah, did I, was, it. I would have told you that was too low. I'm with Kelly yeah. on this one, and the, and but Kelly. it's great to have that person because she was like, no, I made them start to finish. I know how long it takes. I know that there's resting time. There, it's like because I think about it in terms of ingredient cost. Mm. 
And I don't think about it in terms of like all of the opportunity cost. I was actually talking to somebody a couple of weeks ago and here's the reality. And here's probably the only good thing about tracking time within a CPA firm. You know where you're spending your time. It is the biggest pain in the butt. But so she was, um, and and I was just, I also said I should write a book called Unsolicited Advice because I have a tendency to just start telling people what to do. And, but you know, and it, this was no fault of her own. So I'm not picking on her, but basically for each client to figure out if she was profitable, she was backing into what the hourly time was based upon what she was charging versus how many hours. And I was like, no, no, you need to assign an hourly rate. Of what you're worth, which can be challenging to come up with, and then figure out your profitability. And then you can see if you're undercharging or, you know, inadvertently overcharging someone. I know. Sorry, Sarah Joy. I'm just saying, here's the thing, okay? Here's the reality. You have a skill set that either people don't have or they are not able to do. Yeah. Okay, or they don't have the time to do it, or they just don't want to. No, I run into this. I'm here. Here I go. I have run into this. So, like, people really don't have to hire us. They could, they could run their four hundred one k plan just like they could do their own taxes. They could handle their own books, but they don't know how to do it. So the other option is you have to hire someone, and there's yeah. a value to that. <laughs> there is, you and that? you know, I just. Uh, so we have two women in leadership with the bakery outside of myself. We have a GM, Kelly, and then a head baker. Wait, wait, hold on. Where'd you find Kelly? Kelly is a unicorn snowflake that landed in the palm of my hand in November of 20, hold on, 2021. And for whom I will never take for granted or crush. Okay. I literally put on the the face place. I need somebody who's going to help me just with shipping through King Cake season. She came in, she streamlined everything, and I said, please don't go anywhere. And through a different series of events, needed a full-time job outside of, like, she was just kind of a, I say kind of, she was a stay-at-home mom, which is a full-time job. Full-time job. She needed to work for income outside of the home. Gotcha. Yep. Um, And she went full-time with us, and there's, like, literally no looking back. All that to say. So two women in leadership. I have her, and I have my head baker, who are both amazing. And we did a little mini retreat a few weeks ago. We went to Hammond to Luma Coffee Shop. Have you been there? Mm-mm. If you're ever in Hammond, Louisiana, for whatever reason you might be, there is an amazing coffee shop called Luma downtown, and it's amazing. So we went there for the afternoon and sat, and we just talked through kind of what the fall needs to look like. How do we mentally and emotionally prepare for the holidays, king cake season, all this? And one of the long-term projects that Kelly agreed to take on that I tasked her with is like actually – figuring out what it costs to make things mm-hmm. and she already has a log she's timing us every day at the bakery now mm-hmm. of like how long it takes and what the minimum skill set is for it so like we can go based on what my hourly wage should be what our head baker's hourly wage should be but is this something that one of our like high school employees is doing absolutely so like figuring out what level of skill set is required for it um it's like our billing rates no it is and I, no what i was going to say is once you guys figure this out it'll become second nature and i can tell you now again i, I don't have a, I, I do not have a problem 
giving somebody else work to do. My entire team is smarter than I will ever be. Okay. I have learned this. Like I don't need yeah, to hire. That's, that's why you hire well. Right. So that, I don't need yeah. to hire a bunch of Melissa's. I need to hire a bunch of people better than Melissa. Okay. Mm-hmm. But w- once you do it, and it took me a while. I mean, I've been doing this for 14 years. Okay. So it's, that's what it does make it. Uh, I don't want to say easier, but once you have a value, so you're the business owner, so your value is the highest, okay? If we put a billing rate to you, like what's your hourly rate, okay? It should be the highest, right? <laughs> it should be. It should be. <laughs> it should be. It just should. Sorry, I don't know what to say. <laughs> you started be. the place, okay? People, you are the brand to an extent. You are the brand. Okay, be. there we go. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, so look at all this advice you're getting. So, but I'm saying it will make it easier to delegate tasks. So like when you are like, oh God, I don't know. If, like if you're struggling, struggling to delegate, it just makes it easier because you're like this really, and this is going to sound so mean, but it's really not appropriate for your time. I know. I know. And this Kelly, is going to make you feel bad. Kelly does this to me. You're she, going she to get this. Me and I, Kelly's going to love this podcast. Kelly, I'm going to give it to her and like this and your Christmas bonus. Um, <laughs> but she, I'll look at her. I'm like, I need to talk at you some things. And she grabs a pen and notepad and she was like, is this something that's in your head that's been living there that we all need to know? I'm like, baby. She's like, should I get out the laminator? Like, are we writing a recipe down mm. that has been in your head and you just haven't taken the time to like say it out loud? I was like, Ooh, potentially. Yeah. 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 Okay. Good, so, good job, Kelly. You yeah, know her. Okay. Yeah. So she knows when to pull out the laminator now. Okay. She knows when to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, but I mean, it's just none of these things are a perfect science. You know, we're all a uh, Well, and you know, at, at a bakery, our two biggest limitations right now are labor and equipment. The two most expensive line items on our budget are labor, labor and, and equipment. equipment. So it's like we finally, I think that we finally reached though the tipping point because I'm, I can be bullish with ideas, but not bullish with like labor costs and hiring staff and filling voids. And I've run on a very tight ship in terms of labor off and on for the past five years. And we just finally reached the point probably two or three weeks ago where I had to have this like understanding. We got a second oven installed today and I hired three new people last week Mm -hmm. and it took getting to the point where we had more than five days in a row in August where we had days that were more than $300 above our like best days ever at the old spot. We were selling every, everything we could produce. We were selling. Mm -hmm. Wow. And it, and this location has done for us that thing of affirming that, if I spend and invest in the equipment and the labor, I'm not going to be worried about the revenue the same way, right? Like there's a, there was a season, a long season of like always constantly worried about revenue and does that keep up with our cost? And now it's the opposite of like, yes, I agree I've got this. to spend time and money on this situation because otherwise Saturday we were sold out by 1245. I had wow. nothing to, I had nothing to give people. And how long were y'all open for? We had another hour and a half to go. Okay. So, you know, employees are your biggest asset and they're also going to be your biggest investment. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, yeah, I think that sometimes, and it's just that, I mean, you have to make money, right? Yep. Now, 
But one of the things that I've learned is I don't necessarily focus every day on my revenue, right? Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a combination now, of I things. don't have to, though, yeah. but because we're an established company. I do yeah. want to put that out yeah. there. I'm not <laughs> – that is not – I'm not forgetting about that. But I still do have to grow. But instead of me being, like, micro-focused on it yeah. on a daily basis, I'm looking at it more on a biweekly or monthly basis. Right. And now I'm finally able to zoom out. Yeah. Where it's like, if we have a bad Tuesday, I'm not then worried about Wednesday. Right. Or we had a bad Monday, I'm not worried about Thursday, right? It's like I can look at the week. And so we're getting there where I'm zooming out a little bit more yeah. each – every few weeks I've been able to zoom out just a little bit more. That's, yeah, that's awesome And I've done progress. a better job this year too. Okay. And you understand this. We've talked about COVID, how it's impacted all kinds of things, business schedules, whatnot. So we were open less than a year in White Star than open Perkins. A, we were at Perkins – literally a year to the day everything closed down for covid so we have not yet and then the next year was still covid right then the next year i signed my lease on this place your numbers are probably no offense a little all over the place we have had no year over right any amount of comparison right right right. we're just now august is the first month that i can do a year over and look back where retails reflected you know, being in this location and only this location is reflected. The wholesale partners we have are reflected, yada, yada, yada. But for the year, we're tracking approximately 52% ahead of last year. Okay, that's a lot. That's incredible. Don't you think that's a lot? It, it is a lot. It's scary. Look, you look it's scared. Sc- it, it is scary because we still have, I mean, but also in this year, we've spent that much to get that place open. So you know how like when you've spent yeah. that, it's not Yeah, it, your it's top not line soft. isn't always a reflection of your bottom line, but your bottom line isn't necessarily always a reflection of your success because you're going to have some years that you're going to have to make yep. investments for the future. Yeah. And like- But the not have, so we kind of had the same issue with the comparing year to year when COVID happened because yeah. the IRS kept literally pushing back deadlines yeah and that's when our that our work really does accumulate closer to a deadline oh for sure and then we had ida hit so it's like this yeah. year we're like okay uh i mean even i was looking at oh, my own like financials i'm like uh I, i'm like we need to look at june and july of not last year or the year before but like four years before we last year was the first year we didn't have to shut down for a hurricane yeah for any period of time I'm always emotionally prepared for September to be our worst month because we're always shut down for at least five to seven days. And it's if not because we don't have power, but because staff doesn't have power. Right. You know. Oh, yeah. No, it's a disaster. Um, And last year, September was amazing. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this is what it's like without so let me a ask hurricane. You, let me Go ask big. you this. Okay. So you got your retail shop. People walk in. They can, you know, yeah. buy stuff. But then you've got wedding cakes, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Oh, do we not like this? Wedding cakes are just really stressful. Yeah. Because you're trying to please yeah um, the actually married you know what the there are three categories of wedding cakes that are very stressful okay baptism cakes okay first birthday cakes oh and yeah. wedding cakes okay and i will say this first birthday cakes are probably the most stressful because that's the only thing people have to look at besides like true. a cute kid is the cake yeah, this is true. wedding cakes there's like a lot of things can go that can go wrong and so as long as at the end it's cut up and it tastes good we're fine right and then baptism cakes, I y'all. I didn't even Why know that there so was stressful? cakes for baptisms. Yeah, the cake wasn't white enough. Oh. I got that email one time. Oh, we use butter in our buttercream. I'm sorry. It's going to be a little a, yellow. It had a yellowish tint. Well, to me, those types of clients do not fit under the counter space ideal client And profile, they haven't come back. they won't so come back. So it's fine. They're but it, but it's But those are the ones that actually are very stressful. So here's my thing, and I'll just say this, and I'll put this out into the universe. 
I am not, believe it or not, I might be a control <laughs> freak, but I'm not overly OCD when I'm like hiring out for people. Mm-hmm. So I, like my wedding cake was awesome. I was actually very impressed that they were able to get it. I mean, this, I've been married for 17 years, that they were able to get it to the place without it falling over. I had convinced myself it Girl. was going to fall over. I delivered a wedding cake for a friend's wedding in June to New Orleans, and the venue was indoor-outdoor. And I sat, because I was also a guest at the wedding, and spent the entire time going, I really hope that cake is still standing. It so was. Mine it actually, I don't think mine had, like, fun. the little plastic tears. It was, like, just on top of each other. Yeah. It was really pretty. There were probably plastic things inside the cake that you didn't know about. Probably. I mean, it. it I was fine. I mean, it was, I was, yeah. I just loved my wedding because I was center of attention. <laughs> Okay, Missy. I was like, I'm here. Missy, comma, Enneagram everyone, 8. Everyone is here to see me. This is my day. Oh, uh, I'm – Patrick, hi. How are you? Okay. Good to good see you. He, he's over there. He's fine. He was drinking beer with his friends. He's, he yeah, he had a great time. Yeah, I could see that. So, you know, I think um, that's working with the public. It is. And, you know, for every customer that we've had that makes me want to, like, close up shop, I have, like, 78. Right. That well, and what's so funny, my staff will like somebody will come in and we'll have this amazing conversation. They'll give me a hug. They'll say bye, whatever. They got their cookies. They're like, oh, is that like a one of your shorty sisters? Like, oh no, she just comes here every Saturday for a cookie, and so I've gotten to know her. Mm -hmm. It's like, got it, cool, okay. Like I, I have so many of those people. In fact, a very somebody who has become a friend showed up to the bakery one day crying. She had just gotten really bad news about her grandmother's health, and. I wasn't in at the moment, but my employee, Alexis, texted me. She's like, hey, your friend just came in. She was really sad. She was looking for you. Like, I don't know if you want to, like, check on her. Like, I don't – I didn't catch her name. So I went to Square to, like, dig through, and I saw that – I was like, was it Corey? Like, did she have brown hair? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't have her number. She's like, I thought she was your friend. I was like, well, I mean, she comes to the bakery. She's like, she came here crying to see you. And get a cookie. So you make people feel better. And it's just like, that is such a fun part of the impact that you can have. And it definitely helps dissuade all of the like, kind of crabby people that can come in. But it's also been fun for my staff to see like, those are the, that's the way you're going to succeed in business, right? Is Absolutely. cultivating these friendships and yeah. relationships that are authentic and real and true and not, you know, just transactional. So, well, I w- you know. I was at an event on Saturday. I just want to say this thought because I feel like I'm going to forget it. Okay. So I was at an event on Saturday. And of course, what's everybody talking about? How hot it is outside. You know, it's, it's like it's we've lived here our whole about. life and we're like, oh, it's August and it's been 100. It is worse than it's ever been. It has, It is worse. Asterisk. Okay. It is. It is. But, you know, and I kind of joke like, why do we live here and stuff like that? But I was talking to this guy. He's a CFO of a, a, a company here. And I think sometimes in Baton Rouge, we take for granted the connections that we have that also lead us to be successful business owners and just successful in general and the support. Oh, 100%. Because I don't think that every area of the country is like this. No. Because, no. like, not to catch you off guard, and this isn't happening anytime soon, but, like, in the last couple of years, I kind of thought about, what, like, what does that mean? maybe getting out of Baton Rouge, just, like, trying to see what else is out there. And then the longer I'm here – the longer I realize, like, I'm not even from here, and I feel like I have a million connections, especially this podcast has cultivated a lot of networking. I'm sure. And just, like, I, I feel like I know a lot of people here, and I'm like, if I up and leave and moved to anywhere else in the world, like, I'm just not going to know people. And while that's sometimes an opportunity, 
That sounds kind of scary, too, because it's like, well, who do I call if I need X, Y, Z done? Well, and I do feel like, you know, and again, I've had this debate with people at conferences before. And I'm like, if people like me, then they're going to do business with me. Oh, 100%. And they're like, no, they need to trust you. And I'm like, no, see, like where I live, it, they, they like you first and then they automatically trust well, you. And that's what I wanted to say whenever you were talking just now about your authentic relationships. Earlier, you mentioned about like getting on your Instagram stories and being really authentic about having a bad day or whatever. Like, what does Kate call me? A zillennial? I'm a cusper, whatever that means. No, me and, and Kate are um, cuspers. No, but I'm a cusper on the other. Oh, Kate loves I'm, to call me. I'm the other her. cusp. Okay, okay. On the other end. Um, and so like I grew up watching like YouTube vlogs and TikToks and all this stuff about people being really authentic about like going about their days. And that's how I trust people is like if you're real and raw yeah, what and are you you're not just share? putting on a cover up. And like obviously like we said, you're not going to go on your Instagram and talk about your numbers. Like that's obviously not what I'm talking about. But just being truthful and being like, hey, I'm having a bad day. I'm like, well, that's a real person. Like, I want to support her business. Yeah. There's there's reality behind the by, behind the counter. 100%. Yeah. So, okay. Are we going to wrap up? Sarah Joy is busy. We're good. Sandwiches have made it to the sorority houses. We're doing fine. Okay. Everything. <laughs> but no. But we have – you have spent a little bit over an hour here, so we need to respect your time. Yeah. So – Thank you for coming. This was a delight. Plug all your stuff, how people can find you. Yeah. Yeah. So Counterspace BR on Instagram is probably the best. Technically, we have a Facebook page, but I do not keep it updated because Facebook's the worst. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Facebook is the worst. So Instagram's the way to find us. CounterspaceBR.com, our website, has a lot of different information about things that you can pre-order, purchase online, including like a lot of our catering stuff that we're doing now with sandwiches and bread. Um and what else? Yeah, we're open. We just started opening on Mondays, too. So we're open Mondays, 10 to 2, Tuesday through Friday, 10 to 5, and Saturdays, 10 to 2. Amazing. And just pop one in there. So when do you yeah. make the cinnamon rolls? So cinnamon rolls are actually, we do them as take and bake. So we put them in packs of four and you bring them to your house and you get to bake them so you get all the credit. Oh, that is so that up is so my cute. alley. Yeah, it's the best. We try to keep them in stock. It's been a little bit harder to keep up the past few weeks, um, but you can always pre-order them, A, and B, at the holidays, gangbusters, like cinnamon rolls Ooh. at Christmas time. I think last year we did over 200 orders of take and bake cinnamon rolls for Christmas. Okay. I'm going to start pre-ordering we stuff. We should. Yeah. Bake some to bring here. No, oh, I'm gonna bake some and eat them at my house. Well, you can you, you can, can do that. You too. can have more than one. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. The, the, no, they're for us. <laughs> they're for us. Okay. Um, I think that's all we got. Great. This was so fun. Thanks I was gonna ask so if much. I was gonna ask if Sarah Joy read, but then I thought she probably didn't have time oh. to read. Oh, I do read. Oh, well, sometimes I like to listen to a lot of audiobooks. That's too. okay. I, people always say that like it's a bad thing. I think it's wonderful. I know, but I used to be judgy when people were like, oh. "Oh, I I I listen to it," and so it's like, "Oh, it's not real." But well, now it ha- it is my reality. Well, so. you know, we are attempting to continue to promote our Louisiana Ladies Book Club. <gasps> we're what having you- our first event. Well, by the time this drops. It will have already happened, but we're having it this Thursday. That's so exciting. What are you reading this month? So we read The Four Agreements in July. Okay. And the August book is Happy Place by Emily Henry. Oh, I listened to an Emily Henry book last spring. It was so fun. Yeah, they're very was it easy. book lovers? Did you listen to book lovers? Maybe. I would have to look at my Libby app but that I'm we, currently logged out of and don't know how to log back into. You need your library I, card. I know. 
I know. I just, it logged me out like I know. two weeks ago. It's real I'm annoying. Like, why do well, I Well, I'm, I'm actually driving to Fargo. I'm not flying this time. Oh my gosh. How long is that? That's oh, it's so like- long and I'm so excited. I'm going to be in a car by myself for 20 hours each 20? way. Yes. <gasps> I have all my coffee shops lined up that I'm going to stop at along the way. So you're going to be, if you're leaving Wednesday, you won't get back till like next Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. And are we going to turn off all of um, connections to work? That is a hard no, but um, <laughs> boundary queen over here. I'm just going to make myself available if they need me. I mean, as available as I can be via text message, just let's so be you honest. Know, Melissa gives a presentation on boundaries. Yeah, boundaries in business. I'm, I'm, st- <laughs> <laughs> never mind. I'm just going to. We'll end on that note. Yep. Bye, boundaries. <laughs> I kind of felt like she was going to say something. That was either going to be like kind of sarcastic. <laughs> what am I right? It's just, again, something while that red button's going, I'm probably just not going to say. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Hope everyone has a great week. Bye. Bye. Thanks, y'all.